Welcome to Dietary Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to answering questions about the nutrition sciences major. Our topic today is getting involved, and our guest is Christopher Acosta. Chris is currently a senior in the nutrition sciences program at UNLV. He originally came to UNLV in 2010 with the intent of going to medical school, but dropped out to take some time away from school. After time away, he found a great passion for nutrition and its role in the prevention of chronic disease. Coming back as an untraditional student was uncomfortable at first, but he found that many of his colleagues were also untraditional students. Breaking out of his comfort zone, he decided to make the most of his time in undergrad and get more involved. During his time in the pre-nutrition major, he became involved with SNDA, serving as the service chair. The following year, he was appointed president of SNDA. During his time as president, he found a great interest in networking and getting involved in undergraduate research. He founded the SNDA Rebel to Rebel Mentorship Program, which connects undergraduate students to UNLV dietetic interns. This program allows undergraduates to gain insights into careers post-graduation, as well as gain some networking skills. Now in his senior year, he is still a member of SNDA and he's currently working as a student worker at the UNLV Food Pantry and as an undergraduate research assistant. After graduation, he will pursue his master's degree in nutrition at UNLV and complete a dietetic internship to become a registered dietitian. Currently, he wants to have a career focused on nutrition-related research, but he's also very interested in clinical dietetics with a focus on the geriatric population. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, a little tired, but we'll get into it. Who isn't tired? All right, so our first question coming from students is, um, they address the fact that you're a non-traditional student, and they said many of the students in nutrition sciences are non-traditional students. So what led you to come back to school, and what led you to the nutrition sciences major? Well, to answer that, you're kind of have to like delve deep into my lore. Back in <laughs> ye old 2010, I graduated from high school, and like any other like high school student or high achieving student, I spent my whole high school career doing extracurriculars, AP classes, SAT prep, ACT prep, and I didn't really have time to like figure out who I was, what I wanted to do. So by the time I graduated and went to UNLV. I was like, what do I want to do? Biology sounds good, so I guess I'll become a doctor. And then going through the whole program, going through the classes, I didn't really enjoy anything I was doing. I was kind of wasting my time. At the time, I was feeling disconnected from academia in general, so I was like, you know, time to take a step back. So I so I dropped out. And like I was ashamed at first. I dropped out, but I needed to take the time for myself. And in that time away, I really like found out what I really wanted to do, what I liked. I was able to meet people, grow as a person, find what values matter to me. And in that time, I was living in Oregon, and I met one of my pre- previous friends. She was going to be a dietitian as well, and she introduced me to the world of nutrition, like the marriage of science and food, two things that I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. So by the time, I was like, okay, I had my fun. Time to come <laughs> back. Time to come back to reality, come back to school. So I came back to UNLV and spent my time doing that. Nice. Uh, our second question is, what advice do you have for other non-traditional students who may find it difficult to feel like they fit in here? Well, non-traditional, from what I understand of what a non-traditional student is, is like students that are with that, out of the age range of like the normal 18 to 23. So a lot of the people are like a little bit older. They might have families. They might come from different backgrounds. So what whatever untraditional students are is like so wide to categorize. So I fall into the range where like I came back to school. I was in my late mid to late 20s at the time and I felt really disconnected like everyone around me was young I had to retake some of those you know 101 classes 
and I was like, wow, I'm old. <laughs> but actually getting to know like my peers, I was able to realize, wait, some people, some of these people are on their second career. Some of these people also dropped out like I did to explore. So I felt a little more connected. Like once I got to know the people around me a little bit better, I was able to um, get a little more comfortable with what I was doing. And then with how it's like feel difficult to fit in it back when I was like younger, I didn't really want to get involved. I had no desire. I was still kind of shy, believe it or not. I still am kind of shy. Um, but I just took a chance and I broke out of my shell. I got to know like more people got involved in stuff around campus. So that made my time a little bit easier. Yeah, I technically fall into the category of non-traditional student too. And I always thought in uh, high school that I would not be that kid. Like I wouldn't, I was never going to be that person who didn't know what they wanted to do, who changed their mind, who changed their major. And I had an aunt that would always tell me like, you know, the average number of times to change your major in college is seven. Seven? It's seven. And I was like, I don't really believe that. And even if that's true, like I'm not going to be one of those people. And here I am multiple universities later, multiple majors later. And like, I really love what I'm studying and what I'm doing, but it took a while to get there. And so I think it can feel like you just have to have that assurance in yourself that, and then by the time you get to where you're at now, then you're like, okay, I love what I'm doing, and then I'm going to make the most of where I'm at. And you're not even 25 yet. Your frontal lobe's <laughs> not even developed. You're fine. Uh, our next question is, you're very involved in a lot of things throughout campus. What has been the benefit you've seen from being involved? I'm very involved. Honestly, I don't think I'm that involved at all. I feel like compared to some of the other people I've been around, some of my mentors, I don't feel like I'm doing enough, but I guess it's enough to be recognized, which is very flattering at the same time. But the benefit I've seen from being more involved is that I've able to, I was able to explore more of what I wanted to do with this potential career. Like joining SNDA, especially in the nutrition major, was something that I didn't really know. Randomly, I was sitting in a class, the president at the time, Romina, she came in on our Zoom call, advertised SNDA, and funnily enough, I had a class with her in person, um, the cooking class that we all have to take, mm -hmm. and then I just was like, hey, how's it going? My name's Chris. Nice to meet you. And then she invited me to join SNDA, and I was like, why not? So it was fun. So it was starting there. I was able to meet a little bit more people who are in the same major as me, meet more people who still don't kind of know what they want to do, but through SNDA, I was able to get more involved in volunteering on campus, so... Uh, uh, getting more involved on campus. So I was able to first volunteer at the food, UNLV Food Pantry for their opening event. And through that, I met the Food Pantry coordinator at the time, Mackenzie, who's one of the people I love the most. Shout out, Mackenzie. And that she showed me more of a world of community nutrition and getting more involved in food insecurity and how that plays a role and how nutrition plays a role in all of that. And I was able to like meet more people that way and become more involved in the community. SMD offered me a lot of other volunteering events within the community as well, and more stuff on campus. I would say you are definitely involved between SNDA and research and working at the food pantry. Like I came to UNLV from a university where I was living out of state and I felt like getting involved was just kind of like a way to make friends. That was all it was in my mind. And then I got here and I realized like, no, this is professional development. This is experience. This is also friendship. But it was a lot of things on top of that. And I looked at you. I looked at Romina, who's been on the podcast. And I was just kind of like, wait a minute. There is so much more benefit to this. I mean, you have two jobs through getting involved, I would say, which is like, so there's a financial aspect to it as well. And then just like 
every time I've ever mentioned, oh, I met this professor or like I'm going to have this class, you always know who it is. And you're always on like a first name basis with them, which I think is just like shows that you are involved. <laughs> yeah, no, I've really gone i've gained a passion for networking and like i've seen the importance of networking through this because especially during my time as president i was able to meet so many people and it is like in this field it is kind of important who you know and who knows you in such a positive light because these people who know you they can recommend you for jobs they can recommend you for opportunities so that's why i really push this networking thing getting to know like having your professors know you know your work ethic, know your name at least, know what you stand for, know what you want to do. Even with your peers, like get having them know what you want to do, what you like to do, your humor, your how you act, your work ethic, they can, if they're in a position sometime in the future, they're like, hey, I remember you. <laughs> so it's something like that is just really important. That's something I learned like through this whole, through SMDA and becoming president, all these leadership skills and Back me back then, it's like a lot of person. Like you mentioned, personal growth. Personal growth was like something I thought when I was young. I was like, I'm perfect. I'm fine the way I am. I I could stand to change some things here and there. But I didn't realize how much of a character development happens when you enter these positions of leadership and people are looking up to you. People are like depending on you to get things planned. You know, now you're the president. You know how it goes. Um, but it comes down to just doing it honestly and absorbing you're in undergrad the whole your whole responsibility right now is just to absorb everything around you gain all the experience you can gain more insight to what's around you i personally don't like to go into things blind so the more that i know the better it's going to be off for me you reminded me of an experience that i had when so my brother's a chiropractor and that's a small network and a small field relatively in vegas and you look at dietitians and it's even smaller. It seems like everybody knows everybody sometimes. And I remember somebody coming in trying to get him to sell their supplements in his office. And I was just there visiting my brother and they came in and he gave them like 20, 30 minutes of his time. Mm -hmm. He was super nice to them and they were rude and shovey and like just wanted him to sell this stuff. And he was like, I'm a chiropractor. I don't work with nutrition. Like that's not my scope of practice. And so he knew from the beginning that his answer was going to be no. And they left and I was like, why did you give them so much of your time? And he was like, they may have been rude, but like this is a small field and they work for somebody I respect kind of thing. And so he was like, I wouldn't, I will respect every employee of somebody I respect. Mm -hmm. And it just like stuck with me there that, you know, every time you meet somebody, even if it's another student now, you build these relationships and you never know where that's going to go in the future. Exactly. This is such a small field, like any impact you make positive or negative will stick out, especially negative. Because yeah. if people see you as someone untrustworthy, they're never going to recommend you for anything. And you see this community of nutrition students and the dietetic internships at UNLV and abroad are all very competitive for the most part, but we still work together to accomplish the same goal. Yeah, that's super true. So our second to last question today is, how did you get involved in research on campus and what is working in research like? And so maybe just delve into like who specifically you work with and what uh, their current research is too. Yeah, well, research is something I've always been very interested. I've always had kind of a curious mind, I felt like. And like reading the, you, during undergrad, you have to read so many research papers, primary research, secondary research, re literature reviews, that I was like, I could, I could see a potential career doing something like this. Research is such a broad 
tool to explore a myriad of questions, any questions about the world, especially nutrition. Do you have anything you're focused on? You could probably find literature. And if there's a gap in that research, that's something you can maybe focus on. So I had a lot of questions I wanted to answer. I want to work eventually with the older population, and that's some, a population that's very underserved. So not too much data has been done yet. So that is some, a field I thought, see myself going to potentially because dietetics in general, there are so many pathways you can take with this career. You can work in clinical. You can work with the community. You can work, you could work in media. Or you could also focus on research or you could teach. And a food service is also something you could do too. Community is interesting and is very important. Not really my interest. Clinical, I really like clinical. Clinical is somewhere I can see myself going, but research is something that's really piqued my interest. And meeting Dr. K, Dr. Richard Rosencrantz, Dr. Sarah Rosencrantz, those are all three people I've met that have talked to me about research and has really pushed me into pursuing this pathway. So I first started doing undergraduate research randomly with Dr. Richard Rosencrantz, the chair of the Nutrition and Kinesiology Department here at UNLV. So he was looking for students to help him with his study on baby formula. So I was I got picked up to help him on that. And that was the, my first foray into undergraduate research. I learned some of the basics of talking to, well, to begin with, I was introduced to the whole IRB process, treating human subjects with dignity. For anyone who doesn't know, what's the IRB process? So IRB is the Institutional Review Board. So just basically it is going over the method, methodologies of, your, of the research that you're going to be conducting on human subjects and making sure it's ethical and up to the standards. So I was introduced into that by taking a very, 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 very long, boring <laughs> course about working with human subjects. And I was also in, I also began work on interviewing potential subjects, talking about variables, how to organize data. I got a whole review on statistics. And if you're if you're not interested in statistics and if you don't like tedious mundane tasks, maybe research probably isn't for you, maybe analysis isn't for you. But it's something that is very interesting to me, like reading all these things. And you're gonna have to read a lot of papers, like I said, in undergrad, so it's it really helps to understand them a little better about how research is, different kinds of research are structured, how they interpret their data, how they answer their questions, how they answer their hypotheses. So those are all things that I was really introduced to, and I'm still learning. I'm trying to pick up as much as I can. Doc, the, the Dr. Rosencrantz's, they're both very, very smart people, and I feel like I know nothing next to them. <laughs> and that's why I really, really look up to them. I'm glad that they respect me enough to allow me to work with them. And I'm currently right now working with Dr. Sarah Rosencrantz on a diabetes prevention study at the Nutrition Center. So that is in its early stages. So I'm being introduced right now to how to formula, how to structure the study, how to formulate it, all the little bits and pieces that go into this. It's, it's very like it's very eye-opening for me. I didn't know the whole process of how this was going to go. So I'm getting all this experience, and I I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of overwhelming to have it all on top of my school duties, but that's where organization comes in and having those kinds of organizational skills. But I'm really in enjoying it so far, and this is really giving me more insight into a career that I really want to follow. So when you first got involved in research, for anybody who may want to follow a similar path, was it in email, or like how did that opportunity arise? It was just randomly, like I said, like from people you know, Dr. K knew me and then she was she just told me that Dr. Rosencrantz was going to be in her class if I wanted to sit in. 
and then he was passing around a paper for students who may be interested in helping him with his study and sent out an email talk, to ask about myself and he just asked me if I wanted to join on and I was like yeah why not nice and our next guest is going to be Dr. Sarah Rosencrantz and so we will have plenty of time to hear about her diabetes research as well <laughs> hopefully I didn't say anything bad I really respect Dr. Rosencrantz um, and our very last question for you today is what advice do you have for any pre-nutrition majors uh, advice for pre-nutrition majors thinking back to when I was in pre-nutrition not too long ago um, it is, like I said, really get to know the people around you and you get to see who you're going to be with for the next couple of years for the most part and really get a chance to understand if this is a career path that you want to take because now with the master's requirement, it's become a little longer and it's a little more intensive than what it used to be. So make sure this is something that you're really passionate about so you don't waste your time pursuing a career where you end up dropping out, like nothing wrong with dropping out, but the sooner you know, the better, which is why I also started the Rebel to Rebel Mentorship Program to help gain more of an insight. We've had a couple people that actually took part in the program that realized this isn't the path for me, and then they, they made the pivot. So easy, better do this earlier as you can to figure out something that you want to do more. And just take time for yourself for the most part it is stressful to think about the future think about all the applications you have to do thinking about all your homework projects volunteer work getting involved it's okay to compartmentalize that and fig and make time for yourself for the most part like focus on what makes you happy what de-stresses you like i like to watch trashy reality tv <laughs> i need that time to decompress uh, real housewives of salt lake city are like my favorite series right now so just take time for yourself, like breathe. It is, it goes by very quickly. When I think back to two years ago, I thought, wow, this is going to last forever, but it really zipped by fast. The senior year is going by very quickly. It's like September didn't even happen. It's already middle of October. Oh my gosh, I didn't buy my costume yet. <laughs> yeah, I would just add to that too, because I remember being, I mean, I'm still in my undergrad now and just barely into the program, but I remember first going to school and I was at a different university and I did not have an end goal in mind and I think that was really detrimental to the way that I approached school I knew the things I didn't want at the time I was like there's no way I'm going to grad school well that turned on its head right I want to go to grad school now and I think that there was just so many things that I just didn't even bother to think about and now you know, I've had to make up for that. I, like there are schools that I'm interested in with very high chemistry requirements. So I started chemistry a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And I think there are just a lot of things like that to think about. And so talking to people, asking questions here, talking to people, talking to your advisor, they just give you information that gets your mind going so that you can think about the future so that you can think not in a detrimental way, but just like, like you were saying, like have that foresight to, to see, do I really want this? And if I do, what's the path I'm going to take? Exactly. And just you need to be open to change. There's so much that happens in your life in such a short amount of time that what you have planned isn't going to happen 100% of the time. So you need to be open and ready to pivot when you need to. And just be open to the things that are around you. Just, like I said, absorb. Make a friend. Make one friend. It's so much easier. It's so much funner when you have, like, a friend around you, you know, to go through all the boringness of your undergrad it's someone to complain to someone to vent to someone who understands 
if you have a significant other you can vent to, they're not really going to get it. They're just going to be like, yeah, whatever. But you have when you have a friend who understands what you're going through, it's it's a lot funner. It makes it pass a lot better. So I would say Chris's last piece of advice is come be his friend. Yes, come be my friend. Feel free to reach out to me always, you know. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for being here. As a matter of announcements, our next guest is going to be, like I said, Dr. Sarah Rosencrantz. She's a professor and researcher here at UNLV, who Chris is currently working with. The SNDA meeting in October has already happened. If you are not getting the newsletter, but you are a part of SNDA, please feel free to reach out to me. And Chris's email will be in the bio. So if there's anything specifically about the Rebel to Rebel mentorship, especially that you want to reach out to him about, then please reach out through the email in the bio. All right, Chris, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad I didn't swear.